Well, hello, 2018. How are your resolutions going? Yeah? Like it's a weekend. What resolutions? <laughs> Have you ever thought about why we do that? Why we do that resolution thing every year? We did it last year. We're doing it now. A year from now, 2019, we'll be doing the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with it. Have you ever thought about why we do that? Here's what I think. I think we do this whole resolution thing because we just simply feel stuck. We feel stuck in life. And, and we think this is a way to kickstart myself, kickstart my life to a new level, to the next level, to level up. So I'm going to make a resolution. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to make a decision and because I feel stuck with my health. So I'm going to make some resolutions about getting healthy. I feel stuck in my relationships. So I'm going to make some resolutions in my relationships. I'm going to give me some new people. Okay, maybe it's not that easy. Um, I feel stuck spiritually. So I'm going to start reading my Bible and I'm going to start praying. I feel stuck financially. So I'm going to make some decisions. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to make some resolutions in 2018. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing resolutions. But, but let's be honest. We, we just feel stuck. And, and yet it seems like nothing changes for a lot of people. It's like Bono and the boys were right. You still haven't found what you're looking for. And, and, yet, and yet another resolution is not necessarily going to fix it. You know what a resolution is, right? It's a good intention. It's a good intention. It's a good intention that depends upon consistent action. And that's where it begins to fall apart, right? It's the consistent action part. And that's why some people succeed for a while, some people do better than others. Some people just won't, yet we all struggle. But I believe every person here, in some way, shape, or form, desires to go to the next level in their life. I really do. And maybe I'm naive to think that. But I think deep down, we want to level up. We want to go to the next level. That's why we make these resolutions. Well, if, if that's you, then you came to the right place. And this series is going to be good for you. It's going to be good for us. Because it's going to help you level up in ways probably you never imagined or even thought or planned for. And it's going to take you farther than a resolution can take you. I, I guess to, to be really fair, we have to allow for the fact that there may be some people in the room that you're not interested in going to the next level. And you don't see yourself as stuck. You just kind of like things the same. Right? You're comfortable. You like things the way they are because it's predictable. No, you're not stuck. You just, right, right, you're not stuck. Of course not. It, you just like the same. And, and the idea of leveling up is not really sitting too well with you because it's going to demand more. Or it's going to require change. We all know that change is something we resist. So whether or not you want to level up, whether or not you want to go to the next level, here's the truth. It's true for me, it's true for you, it's true for all of us. If you stay where you are right now in 2018, if you stay exactly where you are right now, you're going to miss out on God's best for you in the coming year. Even if you're in a good place, even if things are going well for you, even if you're in a healthy place spiritually and physically and emotionally, if you stay right where you are right now, 
even if it's a good place, you're going to miss out on God's best because God has more for you than you can imagine. God is more for me than we can imagine. Life's way too short and way too important for us to stay right where we are. Life is God's idea anyway. Your life was God's idea anyway. He came up with the whole idea of life and came up with the idea of you in it. So it just makes sense that God would know how to make it work best. And your heavenly father has more for you to experience in 2018 than you can imagine. But here's the truth. 2018 won't change unless you do. 2018 won't be any different. You'll be stuck again. 2018 won't be any different unless you are. So that's why we're doing this series. So when we talk about leveling up and going to the next level in whatever area of our life, we almost always focus on something. It's just natural, human nature. We focus on something we're doing, right? And we convince ourselves, if I do things differently, then my life will change and things will be different. And you can hear it in our language, right? That's what we say. Well, you know what? I'm going to do this differently in the coming year. I'm going to start doing this. And you spell it out. I'm going to stop doing this, 2018. And you spell it out. Or you're going to, I'm going to do more of this in the coming year. I'm going to do more. Or in the coming year, you know what? I'm going to do a lot less. And you describe what it is. Do, 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 do. You know what the problem with doing? You got to keep doing it. Right? You guys feel that? You feel that pressure? I mean, that's why resolutions don't last, because you stop doing it. You stop doing what it is you said you were going to do, or you start doing what it is you said you would stop doing, or you do more of what you said you would do less of, or you do less of what it is you would say you would do more of. The problem with doing is doing. The problem is in our ability to keep doing or not doing what it is we said we would do or not do. And you and I are horribly inconsistent <laughs> at the core. So there's got to be more than just doing. And I want to suggest to you that if you think of 2018 and going to the next level in your life and you and I start with doing differently, then we're not starting in the right place. We got to back up. Something that actually comes before the doing. And it has to do with your thinking. Let me put it to you like this. Here's the truth. You live to the level of your thinking. You just do. You do without thinking. You do. You live to the level of your thinking. And that could be good if your level of thinking is up here, you'll live to that level. And it can be bad if your level of thinking is down here, you will live to that level. You live to the level of your thinking. And the reason this is so important to admit is, is that it's thinking that determines how we live. It's not really doing. It's because our thinking determines our doing, which determines our living. So it starts with thinking. Doing that really brings life change anyway starts with thinking. You think to the, I mean, you live to the level of your thinking. So it's very important that you and I focus on first things first. And that's how we are thinking. The problem is as human beings, when we get ready to change things, we start on the outside first. We just do. It's normal. It's natural because we can see it. We can touch it. We can name it. We can put our hands on it, put our fingers on it, and we start changing things on the outside. The problem is God changes us differently. And the way God does change is from the inside out. 
We start from the outside in, and we get frustrated because we don't see the change we want to see, and it doesn't last very long because we're starting from the outside in, and God does change differently. God goes from the inside out. No wonder, no wonder we feel stuck. No wonder we're in situations where we're not quite sure how to go to the next level, and it's not working because we're starting from the wrong place. We start with doing, doing, doing on the outside. That's why many of you are like, um, hey, this year I'm going to get serious with my relationship with God. I'm going to start praying. That's a wonderful thing to do. You should. More than you can imagine. But yet, if you're thinking about praying doesn't change, then it's only a matter of time. You're going to be stuck again when it comes to prayer, and you're going to be right back where you were in 2017, and maybe even worse. Oh, I'm going to start reading my Bible. Okay? And so that's a great thing to do. It's a great thing to do. And so right now, you, you know, you started your week into it. So you're about almost to the boring part. You know, Leviticus with the laws and you know, all that kind of stuff. Some of you just can't smile. <laughs> the Bible's never boring. Well, you haven't read some of the parts I've read. Because some of that stuff is like, what? Do what? Okay, anyway. And I can promise you, nobody in here loves the scriptures more than I do. But it's true. And so you're like, oh, well, it's just not going to last. And you get discouraged and you quit. You know why? Because it's just about the doing, the doing, the doing. Your thinking's got to change. Your thinking has got to change about how you think about the Word of God. Oh, I'm going to get healthy this year. I'm going to eat better and I'm going to exercise. Go, man. Good for you. But if you don't start thinking differently about food, it's not going to last. And if you don't think differently about your health, it's not going to last. Well, I'm going to get more sleep this year. Okay, that's great, but you got to think differently. I read something yesterday I thought was funny. So I'll share it with you. It says, never give up on your dreams. Keep sleeping. <laughs> Isn't that great? Never give up on your dreams. Don't give up on them. Keep sleeping. You see, it, it comes back to how you think. Because thinking determines living, and you will live to the level of your thinking. So if you want to go to the next level, if you're looking at 2018 and you're going, new year, new me, this is the year of destiny, this is the year of victory, I'm so excited, okay, okay, whatever word you want to put on it, you know, and everybody likes to name, you know, here's my word for this year. Here's what your word ought to be, thinking, thinking, because that is where change begins and that's where change becomes real, from the inside out, from the inside out. Out. And this is true for Christians. It's true for non-Christians, regardless of where you are on the spiritual spectrum of things. And we're glad all of you are here. If you want to go to the next level, and I think deep down you do, it starts with your thinking. It's how God works. In the first century, the apostle Paul is writing to a group of Christians in Rome, which is a very interesting setting because back then, if you lived in Rome, you cared a lot about intelligence, philosophy. The Greco-Roman world in the first century was all about what you knew and how much you knew and what you understood and could you articulate deep things. And so that's the context that Paul is writing in the first century. And God used him to teach them something about how God changes people in a way that they could understand. And what's so fascinating about this is that it just makes so much sense to me and you as well because it's the same. This is not a, a first century Roman thing. This is a people thing. 
This is not a, a Christian thing. No, this is a people thing. So Christian, non-Christian, first century, 21st century, this is the way God works. And this is the way he described it. He's, he began by saying, don't copy the behavior or customs of this world. He's talking to Christians specifically. But the principle applies to everybody. He said, don't, don't, don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world. In other words, what he's saying is, don't live to the level of the world around you. Don't live to the level, don't settle for the level of culture. Don't look at how everybody else is living and go, okay, I'll just do that. Don't look how everybody else is doing life and say, okay, well, I'll just do that. He said, no, 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 don't settle for that. Instead, look at this. Let God transform you, change you into a new person. That's what we want, right? How does he do that? By changing, here it is, the way you think. That's how God does it. He changes us into a new person by changing the way we think. Notice, he did not say, let God transform you by praying. And that's a great thing to do. Got to start somewhere deeper first. If it's really going to last. He didn't say, let God transform you by reading through the Bible in a year. That's a great thing to do. That's a wonderful thing. You want to do that? That's awesome. Go for it. That's not what he said. Let God transform you by serving, by giving, by turning over a new leaf, by you fill in the blank. Any outward change you want to put in there, that's not what he said. Let God transform you by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. After your thinking changes, that's when you learn what to do. That's when you discover what God's will is for you to do and how God wants you to live, which is good and pleasing and spot on perfect for you. New year, new you, great, fantastic. It's going to start with your thinking. And this whole thing of changing the way you think, I, I'm just going to be straight up with you, okay? It's a process. It doesn't happen immediately, and it's not permanent. You have to keep over and over and over and over again changing the way you think, changing the way you think. In the, in the original text, and the New Testament was written in Koine Greek, the word for transformed carries the idea of renewing, renewing over and over and over and over again. So it's an ongoing process. You think you got it licked? No, you don't. You'll be stuck again just like 2017. This is something you got to do on an ongoing basis because you live to the level of your thinking. So you got to get your thinking right. Let me, let me tell you why this is so important. Let me give you a visual. I want you to imagine something with me, okay? Imagine that you walked into a house. Now, close your eyes, close your eyes. This will help. Imagine that you walked into a house full of cats. <laughs> you with me? Keep your eyes closed. Cats, not five, not ten. Like 50. Cats are everywhere. Can you imagine that? Oh, you open your eyes. Imagine. 
Some of you are like, oh, that's my happy place. If that's you, you need Jesus in the worst kind of way. <laughs> you do. I'm just getting nauseated just, just thinking about it. Just, some, of you, some of you are breaking out in hives just right now. Okay. It really gets worse. Imagine walking into this house full of cats wearing a full-length 100% wool coat. You know what's going to happen? Let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get stuff on you. You know what it's called? Cat hair. It's going to just attract itself to you. Without your permission, without your decision, just walking into the place and walking through, it's going to be, you're going to attract it, much less if you spend any time in there. You sit down on the furniture, recliner, lay on the couch, watch some TV, go to the bathroom. doesn't matter what you do. You're going to get covered in unwanted cat hair. That's why, just hang with me. That's why this changing the way you think thing is so very important. And here's why. Because just doing life. Just walking through the hallways of life, just going from day to day, moment to moment, you collect things in your thinking, you collect things in your brain, you collect things in your mind without wanting to, without trying to. That's why we say things like, where did that come from? Why, why am I thinking like that? Where, where did that get that? Where, where's that from? Because as you do life, things just, just kind of statically collect. We pick up stuff. When we start believing in our thinking, lies about ourselves. You're not good enough. People don't like you. God's mad at you. You'll never make it. You're different. And it ain't good. Lies about other people. They're better. They're smarter. Doggone it, people like them. They got it figured out. Lies about the world. Lies about God. You begin to collect not only lies, you begin to collect um, assumptions, all kinds of assumptions about what you need to do and stop doing. Who you need to be and stop being. And you collect all kinds of exaggerations. That it's worse than it is. That it's better than it is. That it's not what it is. You fill in the blank. And so this whole changing your mind thing this transformation, leveling up, going to the next level is something that's got to start in our thinking and it begins with getting our thinking right because we've collected so much excess stuff about God, about us, about others, about life. No wonder we're stuck. And so that's why God says, I want you to know that change happens on the inside first. I'm going to change you by transforming you through the way you think. The way you think about me, the way you think about you, the way you think about life, the way you think about other people, that's how change happens. You want to level up. Well, you're going to live to the level of your thinking, 
100% of the time. Here's another way to look at it. Paul, again, in the first century, writing to a group of people, yeah, in the first century, but the same kind of people we are, human nature, that hasn't changed. And then this is the way he describes what God wants to do. He's talking about Jesus, and he said, Jesus died for everyone, which is great news and is just as true today as it was 2,000 years ago when he wrote this. I don't care where you are from, where you're going, what you've done, what you haven't done, what you feel like, what you look like, doesn't matter. He died for everyone. So that those who receive his new life, which means those who acknowledge that he died for them and receive what he did for them in dying for them, trust and follow him as Savior, those who receive his new life saying, I get it and I want it and I need it, they will no longer live for themselves. Think about that. Just pause right there. Simmer on that. That they will no longer live life for themselves. Doesn't that describe culture? We have a culture full of people who are living for themselves. Doesn't, doesn't maybe describe where you got stuck in 2017? You just made this about you. You made the job about you. You made the money about you. You made the marriage about you. You made life about you. You made the problem about you. You made it about you. You started living for yourself and you're stuck. The overarching purpose that Jesus came and died for our sins was so that ultimately we wouldn't have to live for ourselves anymore because that's too small of a life. It's a dead-end way to live. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. One of the big reasons if you're not a follower of Jesus you ought to trust and follow Jesus because he'll help you not live for yourself and even if you're not ready to believe in Jesus let me take it one step further even if you're not sure you want to become a Christian yet isn't that a much better way to live imagine imagine if we did imagine if people stopped living for themselves okay and let's take Jesus out of it just a second just for sake of argument with Jesus in the picture or not in the picture, if people just started living for each other and not themselves, wouldn't that be a better result than what we got right now? But the reason that makes sense is because of Jesus. That is the way of Jesus. So Jesus is in the picture. And it's because of Jesus that we can live lives that are better than just for ourselves. I mean, if just the Christians got that right, if just Christians got this right, and we stopped living for ourselves, we would change the world. It'd be a different place. We stopped living for ourselves. This is the whole reason. Instead, they would live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So I'm not living for me, I'm not living for you, I'm living for him. And if we would start living, for, see, that's a different way of thinking. That decision is made in your mind. That decision is made in your thinking. Here, here's, a, here's a Christian word. You may hear Christians use the word repent, repentance. You may hear that in church sometimes. Do you know what the word repentance actually means? To change your mind. To change your mind. That's what it literally means. It's amazing. Then he goes on. Look at what he says. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, anyone, anyone who belongs to Christ, has become a new person. New person, not a better version of the old you, not you 2.0, new you through Jesus. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. It's not something you earn, it's 
counterintuitive. It's not something you qualify for. It's not something you pay for. It's not something you just hope for. It's a gift, which means you receive it or you don't. You take it or you don't. You say, I want it or I don't need it. It's a gift to be received. And this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Jesus Christ. Wow. If you live to the level of your thinking, then this is how we got to start thinking. So here's what I want to do in the last few minutes I have with you. I want to help you start changing the way you think. And I want to give you some foundational thoughts to be thinking in 2018 that I guarantee you will begin to make some changes on the inside of you. And remember, the way God changes us is from the inside out, not from the outside in. We want to start from the outside. God starts from the inside because that's how change lasts. It's when it starts from the inside. So based upon what we, we've learned, here's some things that will help you change your thinking. And if you will start thinking this way, non-Christian, it'll change you. Christian, It'll change you. Some of you Christians, you're going to look at this and go, ah, yeah, I know that. Uh-uh. I bet you, I bet not like you think you do, or else you wouldn't be stuck, and you wouldn't have made resolutions and all that kind of stuff. Let's start here. Change your thinking. Accept that you are loved. Accept the fact, the truth, that you are loved, unconditionally loved. Just like you are loved, without exception, without condition, loved, period. Just like you are. Doesn't it seems counterintuitive, right? Because unconditional love, like what's that? Everything we do with each other has conditions, you know? Even if we don't say it does, you know, we, we, we you know. I will if they, but if they don't, then I won't. And I'm not because they, and there's always an if and a because. So God's like, there's no if, and there's no because. It's just I love you more than you could possibly imagine. And so much changes when you know you're loved, and so many problems exist when you don't realize how much you're loved. And everybody needs to know how much God loves them, even the toughest, burliest he man is kind of man in this room and watching online. Even the dude that says, I don't need nothing or nobody. <laughs> you need to know you're loved. Just like you are. And you're messed up, screwed up self. Just like you are. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you more. And there's nothing you can do to make God love you any less. You are fully known, yet fully loved. God knows you completely and let yet loves you completely. That right there is almost something you and I don't have a category in our brain for. Like, what? Because if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. And God says, oh yeah, I know you. I invented you. And I love you. Accept that you are loved. And then life is lived the way God designed it. Life is supposed to be lived naturally responding to the fact that we are unconditionally loved. So now, if I know that I am unconditionally loved by God, now I'm freed up to live because of God's love, not so that God will love me. I don't have to do anything so that God will love me. I do what I do. See, the thinking comes before the doing. We'll get to the doing, but you do what you need to do because of how much God already loves you. 
Not so that he will love you more. Because he can't love you any more than he already loves you, which is more than you can fathom. Wow. I mean, it begins with understanding this basic truth. See, God loves us is not just an informational thing. It's a relational thing. And that's what makes it so transformational. For a lot of people, it's just information. Yeah, I know God loves me. I know God loves me. I know God loves me. Yeah, but you really haven't, you haven't let that sink in yet. You, you have not let that sink in. Because when you receive the unconditional love of God, it no longer is just information. It becomes something that's relational, and that's what becomes transformational in your life. And the more you receive the love of God, the more transformed you'll become. The more joy you will have, the more peace you will have, the more focus you will have, the more purpose you will experience in your life. And this is true for you if you're 20 years old, you're 40 years old, you're 80 years old. The more you receive the love of God, the more transformed you'll be. Can you imagine what it would be like with your feet hit the floor every day knowing you are unconditionally loved by God? Which means I don't need you to love me. Now, I hope you love me. It's more fun if you love me. But I don't need you to love me because I'm unconditionally loved by God. I don't need you to accept me because I am unconditionally loved and accepted by God through Jesus Christ. So even if I don't have your approval, if I have the approval of my heavenly father, we're good. So I don't look to you to provide for me what only God can provide for me. Can you imagine what would happen if we lived like that? See, that's a change in your thinking, change in your thinking. It'll take your relationships to the next level. It'll change your marriage. That right there will change your marriage. Can you imagine looking to your husband saying, I want you to love me, but I, I don't, I am unconditionally loved by God. So if, even when you're a jerk, I'm good. Now, it'd be a lot more fun if you wouldn't be a jerk. You look to your wife and say, sweetie, I'm not looking to you to provide for me what only God can provide for me. It is so much better when, we're, you know, when we work this out together, but can you imagine? I, I'm unconditionally loved by God. Secondly, this is a thinking thing. It's a thinking thing. Ask God to guide you. If you're like me, you're going, why? Because he won't if I don't? No, that's not the point. It's not that God is reluctant up there going, ah, I really don't want to help you. But if you ask, I might. No. Asking God to guide you puts you in the position to look and listen for guidance. To look and listen for guidance. And so if I'm asking God to guide me, suddenly I'm looking and I'm listening for how God wants to direct me and guide me. See, that's a thinking thing. It's something that happens in your brain when you decide, listen, first of all, I am unconditionally loved by God. So God, because, and, and as a result of that, guide me. Guide me. Help me. Help me know what to do. But see, the doing comes from the thinking. It makes us live in a position, listening and looking. And that's why prayer is so important. And that's why reading the scriptures are so important. And that's why serving and giving and getting in a small group. And that's why those things are so important. Because it's through those things that God guides us. It's through those things that God helps us know how he wants us to live. We experience the way of God. But that all comes as a result of changing the way you think. Now, I, 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 um, I'm a, I, I love wisdom. I, 
because I seek it and I know I need it. Okay, so I, I consistently am asking people their opinion about stuff. Not necessarily because I don't know what to do, but because a lot of times I don't know what to do. Fair enough? And, and so I ask people's opinion. What do you think? What do you think? Hey, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, even when I'm writing messages and stuff, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch some things out to people and say, hey, what do you think? Does this sound better? Does that sound better? What do you think? Does that, is that going to get me fired? What do you think? What do you think? What do you, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and I was thinking this week, I, I wondered what would happen in my life if I checked in with God as often as I check in with other people. And I was like, hey, God, what do you think? Hey, what do you think? Hey, can you guide me on this one? What do you think? What do you? See, that's, it's a thinking thing. One more. Accept you are loved. Ask God to guide you. If you'll do this, I'm telling you. Do life God's way. See, we get to the doing. The doing is, the doing is important. The doing is, it has its place and has an important part, but it comes after the thinking begins to shift. The doing comes out of the thinking. Do life God's way. Fascinating. This is very simple, but it's very, um, very challenging. <laughs> it's not easy. Think about it. God invented life and he invented your life, which means as the inventor of life, he has a certain way that he wants it to go. He knows how it works best. And so it would be in our best interest to discover God's way of doing life and then do life his way. Which means when we do life not God's way, we are living at odds with God. And no wonder we get stuck. And no wonder we get empty. No wonder we're so stressed out. And no wonder things aren't working. And no wonder, fill in the blank. Because we're living at odds with God. Now, I'm not saying that when you live God's way, things always work out the way you want. No, because bad stuff happens. We'll talk about that next week. It doesn't mean you won't have any problems. No, it's going to happen. We'll talk about that next week. But it'll go a lot better if you do relationships God's way. Finances, God's way. Do your health, God's way. Do your job and approach your career. God's way. Well, how do I know what God's way is? Oh, that's a great question. That's why he's given us his word. And he so clearly spells that out for us in his word, and specifically and especially in the teachings of Jesus, how we are to live God's way. But all of that begins up here. Up here. Not out here. Now, it'll change out there, but the change starts in here first. I am unconditionally accepted and loved by God. So, God, I, my focus is on you. I'm looking and I'm listening. God, I'm looking and I'm listening. I'm looking and I'm listening. As I go through 2018, I want to do life your way. So the change, the next level you so greatly desire begins right here. It's a battle for your mind. You know why it's such a battle? Because stuff gets stuck in there. Like walking to a house full of cats. It just happens. Right? Are you with me? 
And so if you're like me, you got to regularly come to God, even daily and sometimes several times a day and say, God, that's not, that's not right. That's not right. No, that's not the way I need to be thinking. No, that's not true. Here's what's true. I am unconditionally accepted and loved by you through Jesus Christ. So I, I want you to guide me. And when you guide me, I'm going to do life your way. Time and time and time again, over and over and over again. And you do that, you live that way, you will live at a level that a resolution could never take you to. And it'll be real because it'll start on the inside. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for the simplicity and the power of this truth from your word. And for every person here, listening, watching, who is not a follower of Jesus, may they make the decision right now to begin trusting and receiving the new life that only Jesus brings because that's where change is going to really start for them is in their faith in you as Savior, forgiver, and Lord. So may they make that decision right now and may you begin the transformation from the inside out that only you can bring through Jesus. The new and eternal life that only comes through him. And Father, for every follower of Jesus, even Christians that have been Christians a long time who informationally they know you love them, but it hasn't been really relational. So no wonder it hasn't been very transformational. Lord, may they come back to the truth to know that there's nothing they can do to pay you back so that you love them more or to get on your good side that because of Jesus, we are on your good side. May we stop trying to establish what you've already given us as a gift and accept your love more than ever before, your unconditional love. And help us to give you our eyes and our ears and to look and listen as you give us your guidance and then to simply do life your way. This is very simple and we know it's not easy, so we need your help. But Lord, help us just to do life your way. And that will take us to the next level. You will take us to the next level. And I ask this for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen.